Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. I grab the nearest dock hand by the collar. He screams. <laughs> I bring his face right up to mine and I say, Do you know about some cargo going missing? I, I don't know nothing, sir. I swear. Shaba, we're, we're trying to keep a low profile here. Can you let this poor man go? <laughs> Shaba, I know you've got nerves about this whole sailing thing. But this really is more of a job for Aslo. I'm going to put you in charge of shopping. Tokus and I will do the uh, investigate. Tokus and I both duck down behind some crates and then we like emerge from the boxes and we have disguises and everything. I hear that we're taking on a few new crew members tomorrow. I'll be sure to keep a close watch on them. I'm going to crack the mystery of the crystal. You devise some sort of weird potion and dunk the crystal inside. The whole thing explodes in your face, as well as the crystal embedding itself in your chest. We should go to Isric's house. We only have an hour and a half left. We have to be on a ship. So you rush through the streets. The city's still just waking up with people setting up shop in the morning and so on. And you start running through, scattering people around you as you go. I'm like, you guys get behind me. I'll, I'll create the, uh, the wake you draft in it. And I just bowl people over. <laughs> Even the old lady who's like, now she's got her bag of groceries this time. <laughs> Not you again! <laughs> Whoa! Throws the groceries up in the air. <laughs> Smash through a pane of glass that you don't see. Two people carrying yeah, two guys, two guys carrying, two guys carrying it. Classic. And then there's just a random fruit stand in the middle of the room. <laughs> just like all <laughs> barrel through that. <laughs> You could have easily gone around yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm not in a vehicle of any kind I just run straight through Pineapples <laughs> flying in the air Shabba, wait, I don't know if I can keep up It's it's hard to walk Alright, you hold my my shroud And I I pick up Tokus And hold him in front of me Like a like a little baby in a papoose And have him make sure you hold my shroud Around my shoulder So it's like my face and then his face And then the shroud coming around us both and then strike these face up the top. <laughs> yeah, coming out in the top. It's like a totem pole of faces. Uh, and then we run like that. Not conspicuous at all. <laughs> nope. It's our disguise, okay? It's the best we can do in short notice. All right. So you run through town and arrive in front of Ezric's house. Yes. What do you do? Uh, I bull rush the door down. <laughs> Shabba, you could just knock. He's <laughs> but not he might deaf. Still be sleeping. Okay. Shabba, don't forget to knock. I try knocking first. All right, you pound on the door, and about thirty seconds pass without hearing anything. Okay, I bull rush the door down. Uh, give me a strength check. Crap! <laughs> I don't bull rush the door down. <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> a four. Oh. Okay, so you you charge into the door. And it, kind of, <laughs> and it really hurts my shoulder. <laughs> it rumbles, but you don't get a good angle on it. Uh, and you hear a voice inside, What is going on out there? Please, Ezric, <laughs> it's us. It's your best friends. Please open up the door. We need your help. Something's gone terribly wrong. I'm coming. I'm coming. Ezric, sensei, it's me. We've made a terrible mistake. Actually, it was mostly Tokus, but the point stands. We need your help. About 20 seconds later, the door opens up. We don't have 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm standing there. What seems to be the problem? And what are you wearing? <laughs> don't mind that for now. Please, out of the way. I push past him 
and bring Tokus in and lay him on the couch. Tokus, he needs medical attention. He was working on that crystal and something happened. I don't know. I was making, you know, the thing where it's like the toast and you make a hole in it and then you put the egg in that. Yes, very and delicious. It makes like the bird's nest. I was making that and I didn't see what happened. But Tokus got hit by the crystal. He was bleeding from it and then it started getting all ooky and geeky and gross. Please help us. Very delicious breakfast that we didn't uh, get to enjoy because of this disaster. Yeah, now we're all hungry. On that note, do you have toast and eggs? Because I will go work on that while you take a look at Tokus. Master Ezric, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't heed your advice. I, I wanted to try to discover the stone on my own. I plug my ears because I'm very scared of how mad he's about to be. Oh, Tokus, how many times have I told you? Curiosity killed the Catoplopus? Uh, uh, about seven times this year, Master. About seven times. And how many times do you think you'll survive something like that? Uh, seven times so far, Sensei. Seven times. <laughs> but you don't have unlimited lives. He's giving you this stern look as he's gently explaining this, but holding back his anger out of concern for you. <laughs> I unplug my ears. Is it over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me take a look at that. So he bends down and starts examining the wound. I'm not a doctor, but this doesn't seem right. Give me a few minutes to gather my supplies, and I'll see if I can't figure something out. Thank you, Master. Oh, and the toast is in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. I look at my wristwatch and tap my foot, and I'm like, oh, I might, might as well make myself useful. Might as well keep busy. So I go in and begin to uh, have Aslo teach me how to make this delicious breakfast he was working on. Ezric comes back a few minutes later with some sort of vial full of liquid. What's that, Master? Sort of a general cure-all. Not my best work, but it should suffice for something like this. The vial contains a greenish, fizzing, bubbly liquid. Oh, lovely. Yum. <laughs> Am I going to drink this, or are we going to pour it on the wound? Both. It's fantasy hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> how how does it taste? Is it is it watermelon flavored? Oh, well, I've never <laughs> had to drink it myself. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that it's watermelon flavored. Uh, he holds a little bit out as you lean back. He pours just a bit of it onto the hole in your chest. It's reminding me of the Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was definitely vinegar and baking soda in that scene. Does it, does it sting? Yeah, it stings and kind of bubbles up more. <gasps> it's okay, oh. Tokus. The eggs and toast are coming. Just hold on. <laughs> oh, I'm a little busy here. <laughs> Tokus, we know you're hungry, okay? Chill out. These eggs take time. <laughs> Guys, you don't understand. <laughs> He's poured it on my chest. <laughs> After he pours about half of it out, he holds the rest of it up to your mouth and says, Now the rest is for you to drink. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, boy. I'm still, like, I'm still like wrenching in pain from the, the bubbling and the searing in my chest. So you drink the remaining fluid? Yes. It has kind of a vinegar taste to it, but mm. extremely strong. Mm. Oh. My face puckers as I drink. It's like vinegar <sighs> mixed with carbonation. So it's just... It's like a vinegar soda? Yeah, vinegar soda. It's just pretty nasty all around. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like drinking apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't recommend. <laughs> vinegar and Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, I've tried that. It's 
Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I'm going to need that breakfast after this. (laughs) You manage to choke it down, but you're kind of burping up vinegar for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You start feeling a little bit better, at least on the surface. It's giving you an upset stomach, but the discoloration around the wound is slowly disappearing. (sighs) It's changing. I'll just rest a minute. I'm sure you'll be fine. Well, I think you'll be fine. And the others should have breakfast for you shortly. (laughs) What do you mean you think I'll be fine? Sensei! I didn't exactly have time to study this. We bring breakfast out on one of those little trays with a small vase with a flower in it. (laughs) It's like some weed that I picked from outside that was growing like up through the crack of the foundation. But it's I pretend that it's a nice flower. How's it looking in here, Tokus? Are you feeling any better? Uh, I mean, my stomach feels terrible, but my chest feels more normal. Okay, improvement. That's good. So you sit down and eat and talk about the wound? Yeah, take a look at it. See if we can see it improving. Maybe we'll look at the wound after we eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just all sit around eating, staring at his wound. (laughs) (laughs) He starts to show us, I'm like, nope, please, please. Ezric, I'm sorry I didn't do what you asked of me. I'm sorry he didn't do what you asked of him. Yeah, quite frankly, I'm ashamed. (laughs) I was just so blind in my ambitions and and, in my, I just, I wanted to prove that I could do it. And I didn't give it to the guild like we were supposed to. And we kept the money you gave us too. What have we learned? (laughs) Always share. (laughs) (laughs) To to do what you tell me to do, Master, because you are wise. And to not get caught up in my own um, arrogance. I mean, everybody kept telling me I couldn't do it, and I I just, I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want to give the stone away. There are some things that you just can't do, not because you are not capable of learning how to do them, but simply because you have not had the training. Perhaps one day you will be up for these sorts of tasks. Hmm. But for now, you recommend we leave it in the care of the alchemist guild, this crystal, that is, which we don't have time to do. Uh, is there any chance you're on your way to the office and you could just drop it off for us? I'll take it in for you. If you pay back what I gave you, of course. Of course, of course. Absolutely. As well as two more gold or so to cover the expenses of that potion. I start rummaging around in the coin purse and I pull out the platinum and look at it longingly. (sighs) I just look down into my own soul and see it being crushed, but I very gingerly and begrudgingly hold it out to him. (laughs) I can see you don't exactly have much to pay back for that cure, so forget about that part for now. Oh, thank you. We are deeply in your debt, and we are also in debt to each other and... And uh, to time, which is running out. (laughs) And we need to go... uh, I'm sorry about the bloody towel. Forgive that. It's Aslo's. You can keep it. That's only Tokus's blood. And a little bit of my blood that was on the crystal. And the blood sample. Also the sample that was exposed to the plague, so you're going to want to be careful with that. And anybody (laughs) you give that to, they're going to want to be careful also. Ezric, am I okay to go on an adventure now? He thinks for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Adventures are always full of peril. (laughs) Now seems as good a time as any. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that non-answer, Isaac. <laughs> Works for me. 
I think you're fine, Tokus. I give you a hearty slap on the back. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I give you a hearty slap on the chest. <laughs> At the same time. Ah, uh, wait, the wound. Slaps. <laughs> My wound. See, you're good as new. All right, let's uh, let's get that armor, to get that breastplate back on, and let's let's get moving. We've got a ship to catch. Yeah. I fold up the tent thing and tuck it under my arm, or I'll put it in my backpack if it'll fit. What if you, like, turned it into, like, a stretcher? Oh, yeah, that that would work, too, so that you could get a free ride to the docks <laughs> with me and Aslo carrying you. Plus, it would be a half-giant on one end and a half-lane <laughs> on the other. So you'd be sliding down the yeah. whole time. What if, what if you, like, tied me up inside of the of the tent itself, like the fabric, and then stuck me into the backpack? Yeah, just cocooned you in there. Tokus, there's no time for this. We've got to catch a ship. Let's go. I'll just grab Tokus and throw him over my shoulder. Run. <laughs> that seems good for a wounded patient. <laughs> oh, it reopened! Oh, oh. <laughs> just bleed, just bleed. We're gonna fix it when we get there. All right, so I'm like holding my wound, hoping that the scab doesn't like the newly formed scab doesn't reopen. <laughs> Thank you, Azric. Goodbye, our friend. You're awesome. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna shout in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> We haul it down to the main dock of the Northern Docks District. The Central Dock in North Waterside. Yep, that one. You arrive at the docks and you see Almar standing there talking with some other man who you do recognize actually as the man that was in the tavern. Oh, I recognize him? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to whisper to the other two and say, hey... That's the guy I heard talking in the bar. Mm, good to know. Okay, uh, I we slow down, and I put Tokus down on the ground and fix him up and make him look nice and fix, make sure his wig is straight. And then I'm like, okay, all right, let's walk. Like, we left with plenty of time to get here. Nothing went wrong today, this morning, and we woke up early to be here. So, And then we just slow down to, like, a casual stroll. We're like, oh, hey, Almar. Remember, this is our first day of work. We want to make a good impression. Yep. Okay, your heart's still pounding from the run, and you're all breathing heavily, but... A little bit of sweat. And I take out a trio of leather bow ties that I also made yesterday while I was waiting for you, and I put them around each of our necks so that we look extra spiffy. Uh, just what every adventurer needs, a bow tie. I'm like, oh, oh, hey, Almar, didn't see you there. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Almar turns as you arrive and says, Welcome. Glad to see you've made it captain who he's talking to turns over and says yeah you made it kind of looks up at the sun at the clock <laughs> um what's your name mr captain sir <clears throat> my name is captain hawking is your last name loogie <laughs> <laughs> that is my last name <laughs> you will address me with my last name okay. oh. <laughs> right. or rather you will address me as captain right Okay, we'll do that. We'll be sure to do that. Captain Lukey, got it. I read the name on the back of the ship that we're about to get on. You see it on the side in large gold leaf. Ooh. It reads, The Singing Selkie. Mm. The ship itself is medium-sized. It's about 100 feet long. It has three masts. You would guess two decks below the surface, two or three. Cool. So big ship, big ship. Compared to the other ships in here, it's only moderate-sized. Okay. Well, Captain Hawking, I am Shaba, this is Aslo, and this is Tokus. We are 
Born of Crag and Thunder, the son of Pachaka, last of the Davide clan, no, and exiles. No, we're not. No, just him. We are not. Just him. <laughs> just he is those things. We are normal people. Uh, as low tender toe, at your service, I do a little bow. I say these are my um, employees. We're here to uh, to protect you. Believe it or not. From yourself. From yourselves. <laughs> from your potentially untrustworthy crew. Was I not supposed to say that? Let's just get on board the ship and take off. Let's set sail. There's absolutely nothing having to do with our presence here that involves protection or discovering secrets. We're just kitchen workers. We're, we're serving maids for the cook. And we'll just be hanging around, not being suspicious or doing anything weird. Pay no attention to the weapons on our backs. I whispered to Shaba, I thought we were like hired mercenaries or something. I thought we were like the guard. Uh, yeah, but like more of like a guard that nobody knows is the guard. Oh, we're like those secret ninjas dressed in plain clothes. You didn't tell us we weren't supposed to tell anybody that we weren't guards. No, no, no. We're just people. We're just people. And then if something happens or if we discover something, then we are special people. But otherwise, we're just dudes on the crew. We're just ordinary people. So yeah. we're just like, like, are, like, what's our angle, Shaba? Like, are we, are we like tourists? We are, we're inexperienced uh, sailors looking to fill out our. You know, like when you get your pilot's license, you need a certain number of flight hours. We're just getting sailing hours for our sailor's licenses. Mm. And mm. We, so we're, we're novice crew members, and we're here to learn. Teach us, oh wise Captain Hawking. We're your pupils. Are these all things that Almar told you about that you still didn't tell no, us about? No, these are things that I'm just uh, trying to come up with an, an angle for us to get on this ship. Almar did say that the utmost secrecy was was important. So I figure... Are you done talking amongst yourselves yet? Uh, yes, (laughs) we are totally done. Fortunately, I'm not the one that's going to have to be dealing with you most of the time. (laughs) On my ship, everyone follows orders by whoever's higher ranking, and in your case, that means everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, alright. Read your message loud and clear there, Captain Sir. I expect you'll be put to use scrubbing potatoes, swabbing the decks, and so on. Hopefully not using the potatoes to swab the decks. (laughs) Or swabbing the potatoes. Uh, Yes, sir, Captain Sir. We will uh, put ourselves to good use. And we board the ship. Uh, I try to board the ship, but it doesn't work. (laughs) Come on, Shaba. What's the matter? As soon as I lift my foot and I'm about to set it down, that first step from the pier onto the gangplank and I see like it's swaying and undulating as the ship is moving, (laughs) Uh, the world starts spinning and I fall backward and smack my head on the deck and go out. Shaba! 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 My eyes open to you you two guys (laughs) looking down and Stripey being the upside down one coming in from above. (laughs) They're like, oh, what happened? We didn't get on the ship yet. A ship? Yeah. Oh, 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 I can't get on the ship. I can't get on the ship. No, of course you can. And I roll over and, and hug the dock. And I'm like, please don't make me get on the ship. I can't get on the ship. I can't do it. I Just can't do it. I can't shabba, do it. Shabba, shabba. Okay, listen, do it. calm down. Deep breaths. Just listen to the sound of the water sloshing around you. <laughs> that makes it worse. Just just think about the waves going up and down, not being still at all. Aslo, you're not helping. 
you know, I'm trying to calm him down here. This is, no, this is great. <laughs> Stripey, you have to go in my place. I can't do this. Chaba, listen, we're going to get on that ship. It's going to feel just like normal ground under your feet. It might move a little bit, but you know, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know, think of it as like an earthquake or something. But like a very gentle, <laughs> slow earthquake. Okay, for, forget everything I've said so far. Shaba, <laughs> completing this task is one of the most important things you will ever do with your life. And do you know why? Because I'm not going to make it back? No. Well, <laughs> there's, the, there's the potential for that. But the real reason is because you're my employee and you have to. <laughs> so come on, let's get up on your feet. You're going to walk on the ship. I, I make a desperate grab for your pack, trying to rifle through it to get to the contract so I can rip it up. <laughs> no, nope. Shaba, Shaba, I'm, like, I'm slapping oh, Just with one hand. <laughs> nope. Stop, stop, stop. Tokus, help, help me get him up. All right. I, I don't know how much help I'm going to be. <laughs> the two of us try to lift him up off the ground. All right. Tokus, when you try to lift me up, I wrap my arms around your waist and hug you and try to pull you down with me. Shaba, I don't know if I can handle this right now. <laughs> You notice a plump but still muscular man standing next to you on the dock watching this whole thing. He's chewing on some straw or something that's poking out of his mouth. You there. Excuse me, sir. How would you like to make a copper piece today? And by today, I mean within the next five seconds. Uh, excuse me? You're not the one who gives me orders. Oh. Uh, who are you? I'm Anton Thorne. I'm the quartermaster here on this ship. Oh. I'm just bemoaning the fact that we're having to bring you aboard. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking to myself how unfortunate the three of you are. I, I kind of look around and I say, how would you like to make a little bit of uh, under-the-table cash, if you know what I mean? And I hold out a uh, copper piece. I say, this, uh, this guy over here, he needs some help. He's, you know, he drank a little bit too much grog last night. He, uh, he's surprisingly lightweight, despite how big he is. He just needs a hand to get on board the ship. I'll give you a <laughs> copper, and we'll just pretend like nothing ever happened. I don't do menial labor. What if I make a diplomacy check on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, natural 20! <laughs> yes! Oh, what? Are you serious? The 20s! Okay. The twonzo! Oh, my God! Lots of 20s and 1s. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with this eventually, aren't I? <laughs> Come on, up with you. He reaches down and grabs you by the shoulder and leans you up. Uh, I'm holding on to Tokus, so when I stand up, Tokus goes up with me. <laughs> oh! Whoa! Shaba, let me down! It's gonna be okay, Shaba. Think of home. Think of the, the mountains under your feet. Think of the winds at your back. I put Tokus down and curl up into the fetal position on the dock. Shaba, is there something you're not telling us? Uh, there's nothing that I'm not telling you. I, I've never been aboard a ship, and I'm uh, very, very afraid. No, like, unfortunate drowning accidents or anything in your past? Nope. No? Just scared of ships? I've been next to the bay. I've fished in the bay, but the largest body of water I've ever been near otherwise was just a mountain stream. <sighs> I kind of, under my breath, say, well, I didn't want to have to do this. Shaba? Come on now, and I'd like to make a uh, make a persuasion check using my diplomat feat, um, contested by <laughs> your insight. My insight. Yeah. How about contested by my mortal fear? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That would be. Oh. <laughs> that would be a twenty-two. I have a plus four to insight. 
I rolled a natural one. <laughs> How about that? Uh, so you are now charmed by me. <laughs> and uh, I basically convince you that uh, it's all going to be okay. We're just going to get on board the ship. Everything's going to be fine. I stand up like almost catatonic, like in a trance. <laughs> and I like walk up the gangplank and in my head, I'm screaming. <laughs> There we go. See, that wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> I shout to the captain, All right, quick, get rid of the game play. We're, we're setting sail. Let's go. Before this charm condition wears off. <laughs> See, it's not so bad, Shaba. You're doing great. What did I just tell you about chain of command and following orders? Oh, I mean, sir, please, Captain, sir, can we please set sail soon, sir? We're set to go in about 20 minutes. Just hold tight. As long as he stays within 60 feet of me, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I tap on Aslo's shoulder and I say, you know, it's been really hard to, like, walk and act normal since, uh, you know, what happened this morning that we're not going to talk about. (laughs) Right. We're definitely not going to talk about it. I kind of need to, like, sit down and rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sit down. Take a load off. I also didn't sleep last night. Well, that's not good either. Um, you sit down, take a rest. Um, we really need to work on the sleeping thing. <laughs> right, right. I know you enjoy your experiments, but we got to get better at that. Um, I need you in tip-top shape. You got it, boss. Especially now that we're under this weird situation where these other people are bossing us around and stuff. We just got to go along with it for the time being. Yeah, it's going to be kind of weird because like, you're supposed to be the boss, but then we have a boss's boss, and then he has a boss. Yeah. So what does that make you? Well, think of it like they're the boss of us, and then I'm still the boss of you. <laughs> so really, you guys are both under me, under them. Under uh, I guess it makes sense. So basically, we're the bottom of the barrel. Pretty much. And Stripey is the real captain of the ship. <laughs> uh, I search for a place to try and take a nap. I stand with glazed eyes, staring across the ocean. One of the crew members comes by. He says, if you're not making yourselves useful, get below decks. We can't have any dead weight around when we're getting ready to sail. Uh, very well. Okay, I think that'll work. Um, I say, Shava, come on, let's go, uh, let's go downstairs. It's like being in a house. <laughs> <laughs> I grab, I gently grab his hand and kind of like lead him toward the door. Everything's going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. I hit my head on the companionway as we go down. (laughs) Probably hit your chest. (laughs) Yeah. Ship's holds below decks are pretty small. That's true, yeah. They're probably even smaller than normal homes. (laughs) I just just walk with my face scraping along the ceiling. (laughs) 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 Like splinters in your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the whole first deck below is five and a half feet tall, so even the normal crew members crouch when they're coming down here. <laughs> yeah, Shaba, you're going to have to crawl, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I whine as I crawl. <laughs> <laughs> and then once we get to where we're going, like into the hold or whatever, I will again just curl up in the fetal position and lay on my side and just kind of like <laughs> rock back and forth. <laughs> And I'm like petting your knobby head. <laughs> I'm just t- a single tear just runs down my it's cheek. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. As the crew wraps up and gets everything ready to sail, you hear the bells on dock ringing and the ship begins to lurch forward as the rope is released from the dock and you find yourselves 
venturing out into the Grand Bay to unknown destinations. All right. The Damage Guild Podcast, where the most magical item of all is your imagination. Hello, everyone. Thane here. How have you all been enjoying the show so far? I have to say that while you might often be surprised and wondering what will happen next, that's true probably almost just as much for me as it is for you. I never know what these guys are going to try, but that's what makes it all fun. I'm not super keen on these sorts of direct addresses to the audience, so I'll try to keep this quick for all our sakes. First off, thank you all as always for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe, leave a comment and reading on iTunes or other podcast service of your choice, and let your friends know about the show. You telling your friends will make more of a difference for us than just about anything we could do on our end, so it is always much appreciated. Just as a heads up and something to look forward to, we've also been looking into doing an occasional live stream with the four of us and a few other longtime friends. We'll probably have streams roughly once a month or so, once we get going. At least that's the plan, so keep an eye on our website at thedamageguild.com for schedule announcements, and we'll also announce it here in the podcast before our first show. We're planning to let some other people have a chance to take over my DM seat for those streams, so it should be a fresh perspective and group dynamic, and I'm looking forward to getting a chance to play a character again. Anyway, that's it for now, so once again, thank you very much, and we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. This is the Damage Guild Podcast. The swaying picks up a little bit as you get underway. Oh, gods. Shab, it's going to be okay. I say clutching my chest. It'll be okay, Shaba. (laughs) (laughs) See, guys, there's nothing to worry about. This day is off to a great start. (laughs) Definitely. Did we bring a puke bag for Shaba? (laughs) No, probably should have. The puke bag is called the ocean. (laughs) but we're down in the galley (laughs) yeah yeah we're on we're below run fast (laughs) you're in it's not the galley that's like food we're in the underbelly of the ship we're in the crew crew cabin in the below decks yeah below decks in the crew cabin that'd be ship talk (sighs) the cabin is set up with hammocks hanging around there's about a dozen of them hanging between various support beams there are a few chests that probably hold personal belongings of all the crew members, and there's a few doors leading to other compartments within the ship. The grate leading up to the top deck is still open. Oh, like okay. One that they use to lower down supplies and everything. Oh, so are we in the cargo hold or the crew cabin? You're in the crew cabins. The cargo hold is beneath you, but there's another grate that you would take off oh, to load, okay. load more cargo in there. But because they haven't closed up the top, you can still see in the cruise cabins. They would only close it if there's a big storm or something. Is that like our only source of light? Are there no windows in this? No, no windows down there. It's dark. About 15 minutes after you set sail, the trap door opens up from the deck, and down comes a man with a deep tan, bulging muscles and shaved head. He's got a green bandana on his head, open white shirt, and a pair of black breeches. He looks at the three of you sees Shaba cowering in the corner somewhere. And uh, Any of you lot know anything about ships? I've been on a ship or two in my day. I want to learn more about how ships work. I shake my head no. Vigorously. I'll take that all as a no. <laughs> <laughs> Would you show us around? He looks at the two shorter crew members here, an evaluating look in his eyes. I don't see how you two will be much good up on deck. You, if you can manage to stand up, he points to Shaba. 
I shake my head again. <laughs> Listen, if you're on our ship, you're going to follow our orders. Do you have any Dramamine, sir? <laughs> uh, maybe a bucket that I can carry around with me? Oh, I'll give you a bucket. You're going to be swabbing the decks. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no. Swab uh, the decks. I step forward and I say, <clears throat> excuse me, sir. Uh, I believe that we were brought on board the ship to serve as security detail. So we are glad to serve you in that capacity. I reach out and grab at your tunic and pull you back. And I like lean in and whisper and I'm like, remember, we weren't supposed to tell them about that. Oh, uh, I was not supposed to tell you about that. <laughs> Wait, I'm making it worse. Um, yeah, uh, yes, sir. What what can we do for you, sir? I'll be taking charge of the tall one over there. He'll be up on deck with me most of the time. Uh, you two will be working in the galley with Anton Thorne. The quartermaster. The quartermaster and cook, yes. Oh, and cook, okay. We have a rather small crew for such a large ship, so we each take on multiple jobs. Mm. That was going to be my next question. Which is why I'm hoping to make as much use of you as I can. Oh. Unfortunately, if no one knows anything about ships, then the best you're going to be doing is... Menial, menial work. Yeah. Menial uh, why are we so short-staffed? We all know our jobs well, and fewer people there are, the less ways we have to split the money. Ah. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Plus, this is a short trip. And it's unlikely that there will be a whole lot of danger. Well, I hope the trip isn't one way. Where exactly are we going? Uh, we're scheduled to make two stops. We'll be heading to Lavenport in Eminald. Hmm, that sounds nice. And then we'll be also be traveling to the island of Triviset to the northwest before we head back. Oh, okay. Yeah, not that I care. We didn't catch your name. Not that you care. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to catch that. I was, I was trying to say it in a way that Tokus would. Like, not that Tokus doesn't care, but he's like, we didn't catch your name. <laughs> I am Colby Clive, the bosun here. The bosun. I've heard that word before, but I don't know what it means. Spelled boatswain. Yeah, that's uh, means that he basically supervises the maintenance of the ship and inspects the, the rigging and mm. in charge of all the activity on the deck and stuff like that. See, that sounds more like what I would be better at helping. I don't really want to like chop potatoes and carrots and stuff. <laughs> like, I'd rather like fix things. Yes, Togus here is quite experienced at uh, uh, all things mechanical in nature. He could be extremely useful in that role. Well, maybe if something breaks and our carpenter can't fix it. Oh, I, I can I can help with that. <laughs> Shaba like desperately wants to step in and be like, "Don't worry about it. I've I've got this." So he like kind of rolls over and starts crawling across the <laughs> deck like very slowly. Colby just stares at you. <laughs> As you do that, I'll put my hand on your side and say, almost a little under my breath, and say, "In case you need it, your eyebrows are like." The the wings of an eagle outstretched. And I give you some bardic inspiration. <laughs> okay. I like how each inspiration is different. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long I can keep that going. Well, it's really easy. You just write them down. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I've already used eyebrow eagles. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, getting a custom inspiration is very inspiring to Shaba. Yeah. But I say, especially if you need it, this is to encourage you to help you, uh, <laughs> you know, make any constitution checks you might need. Okay. I am bardically inspired to vomit, uh, but I will make a constitution check to not do that because I now have bardic inspiration. 
<laughs> so you're voluntarily going to use up your You're going to use inspiration. the inspiration on your puke? <laughs> no, I'm going to get a few of these a day. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make a regular constitution check to try to stand up. Can I do that? To, like, stand up without hurling all over the place. Sure. I'd actually say that everyone should probably make constitution checks. Okay. Because oh. you don't have much experience on ships either. I, g- I got a seven. Oh. Can't save. I've Check. I've found my sea legs. I got a 20 plus two. Ooh, nice. nice. Uh, a four. Okay, so, Shaba, you managed to drag yourself to your feet, but you're still kind of woozy, and, mm. well, you can't really stand up anyway down here. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm still hunched over. And, Aslo, the rocking is starting to get to you Ooh. as Shaba's working his way past you. And... <laughs> All right, so how long does the bardic inspiration last? Like, how... Long do I have uh, to use 10 it? minutes. 10 and, minutes. And again, you can roll any, you can use it on any d20 check. Once you roll it, it's, especially if you think that it's close, but you need the extra little boost, okay. then you can roll the d6. All right. With that in mind, I tell Stripey to sit and stay, and that if he needs a snack, he can go digging around in my bag, which I leave below for him, or to ask Tokus or Aslo if they happen to be around. What is that thing doing on board our ship? That is a stowaway. And he's mine. <laughs> I mean, he's not really, like, he, he comes as part of our, like, little group here. He's one of the crew. Just think of him as your brother. That's what I do. Can we get Stripey, like, a small bandana so he fits in? Does captain know about this? The captain totally knows about this. Yeah, and can we have, like, a mini hammock? Never mind, I'll build one. Uh, yes, the captain does know about him because we met the captain before we boarded the ship. And he totally noticed him, pretty sure. Not that I care about Stripey, but what, what do you normally do with vermin that stow away on this ship? <laughs> Toss them overboard. <laughs> you don't make stew? It's not a very exciting end for my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stripey, run. Hide. Now. <laughs> Go! Go! He just kind of cocks his head to the side. <laughs> He's just exploring some of the other people's belongings. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Just hide if anyone tries to grab you. Okay. And I... So, are there stairs to go get up? Yeah, it's a steep staircase that okay. goes up to a trap door and opens up onto the deck. All right. I take the lead and go outside. Colby turns back to the other two and says, Antonin will be down here shortly to give you your assignments. And then he follows Java up on deck. Okay. So when you come out onto the top, you can see that the activity is starting to die down a little bit. Seems like they've pretty much settled into their normal sailing routine here. Mm. When you look out across the water, you see land not quite fading away in the distance, but... Growing smaller. Uncomfortably far for you. (laughs) There are a few other ships around, since this is still near the port. Fortunately, the weather looks pretty good. The wind's blowing beautiful day but you can't appreciate it <laughs> not one bit colby collects his mop and bucket hands them to you and says your job until someone tells you otherwise is to make sure these decks stay clean <laughs> okay is the bucket filled with water or do i have to try to go overboard and get water there's no water in it at the moment oh <laughs> I don't like that much water. 
how do I put water in this, sir? Sir Bosun. He points over to a pulley off the side. Says, use that to hang the bucket down and drop some water. Okay. I do that, but I, like, cover my eyes and try not to look overboard as I'm lowering the bucket. And then wait till I hear the splash and feel some weight on the end of the line and haul it back up. So you get the bucket of water with your eyes closed. Yeah, I, I go to the bow of the ship. I'll start at the front and begin swabbing. I'm cleaning the deck and I'm leaving a trail of vomit in my wake. Well, <laughs> should you clean the other way so you clean the vomit as you go? Well, that's the thing. Regardless of which way I go, I'm always going to be throwing up over my shoulder. So. <laughs> so then I like clean for a little while and I'm sick. And then I go back and clean that area again. And then eventually I learn to like go overboard, to like lean overboard and shut my eyes as I go. I don't think your check result was that bad that you're throwing up constantly. <laughs> you just have nausea. I think my mental state is that bad that I probably am. <laughs> it's almost like I'm like making it worse than it needs to be in my mind and like convincing myself of that. So essentially you're you're making more of a mess than you're actually cleaning. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to go back and <laughs> fix my mistakes, but yeah, I'll just settle in and make the best of it. Okay. So about a minute after Shava goes up on deck, Anton Thorne comes down below. All right, let's get started. Started with what? Anton Thorne, the guy we met on the dock. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Anton Thorne. And he told us his name at the time? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so we recognize him immediately and yeah. say, crap. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Uh, it's this guy again. He says, come on, let's put you to work. Ah... Uh, Yes, let's uh, let's get to work. Um, Tokus, let's see how we can uh, help these these kind fellows. Sure. So Anton gestures back to another doorway, says, back through here, and he goes ahead of you. All right, we'll follow. Is it just me, or is it getting, like, darker and more cramped in here? <laughs> <laughs> now, there's not much light in this room, since it's away from the main grate. There's a couple of stools tied up against the wall right now. He gestures towards those and says, Bring those down, set up a place to sit, I'll get you a sack of potatoes to start peeling. <laughs> oh, wow. Peeling potatoes, huh? You know, where I'm from, mm. we leave the skin on the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, a lot of the nutrition of the potato is in the skin. That is a fun and true fact, actually. You're just peeling the nutrition right off those things. No, but but I, I say that with like a smile on my face to Anton. I'm like, didn't you know? Like I do the whole like, didn't you know that the skin is the most nutritious part of the potato? Wouldn't it make more sense for us not to peel these? Actually, I've heard that the skin itself is not nutritious, but the part right underneath it is. Yeah, so. it's the membrane. Was that Thane or was that Anton speaking? Because I'm like, that's pretty sophisticated for, for Anton. Like dumb sailors, like, actually. <laughs> actually, I've heard. It's the membrane. <laughs> I read a lot of books and I heard. We don't eat potato skins here because they tend to start growing after a while and it's not exactly safe uh, to eat them at that point. That's right. Mm. So these like potatoes are like more eyes than like actual potato. <laughs> yeah. Like they've been sitting in the barrel for like weeks. <laughs> They're like all wrinkled and they've got the little nodules growing off of them. He brings up a sack for you and they're not that bad, but some of them have started to sprout. But since the ship did just resupply to head out, I mean, it's not like they've been there for all that long. All right. Um, well, Tokus, I don't see 
much way of us getting out of this. I, I say we get to work. <sighs> I guess you're right. I mean, you are my boss after all, so if you're saying I should peel these potatoes... <laughs> see, I'm more willing to peel the potatoes if you say I should peel potatoes. <laughs> should, I peel, should I peel potatoes? You should peel potatoes. <laughs> okay, let's do it. But I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so Anton starts working on some other food preparation. So basically, you're all just working for the next couple of hours. Is there anything you wanted to do during this time? Daydream about not being here. Yeah, can we, like, fast forward and then I get to make some, like, snide remarks like, I never want to see another potato. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to wish that I had, in fact, taken Mage Hand as one of my cantrips so that I could just do it without having to actually do any work. (laughs) That would be so awesome. Yeah. Can you retrain your cantrips? Is that a thing wizards can do? Eventually I can get more. Mm. After a couple hours, I've taken some unused kitchen parts and I've started trying to build. It wasn't successful, but I've like tried to build like a small robot that peels potatoes, <laughs> like a small like little like little man, little automaton that can like like I put the potato into it, and my hope is that it like peels the potato, but it, like it's coming out like shredded and just it's just like cutting them in, in like multiple pieces. And so really, you just arranged several knives in a specific way that you hoped would work. But it's really not. Yes, I've uh, created some sort of like, yeah, it's like you put the potato funnel of knives and it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't quite. I need I need better parts to work with. This is. Yeah, don't forget, we have those little gears and, and mechanical parts from Almar's shop that you yeah. like broke the one thing. And so we just put it in the shopping cart. Yeah. OK, I got an idea. How about we use those parts and instead of me devising a new clockwork toy that could be used to defeat Stripey. <laughs> I make one that's able to do something with the potatoes. <laughs> like it can like peel potatoes, but it's really small, so it takes like an hour to peel one potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little can opener sort of device, and it's like <laughs> slowly, <laughs> like like a centimeter at a time. I, I don't know. I think being able to dis- defeat Stripey in combat is a much more worthy goal. <laughs> so I shouldn't. I shouldn't make my clockwork toy into some sort yeah, of potato I would, peeler. I would save the parts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like by the time you're, you're finished tinkering with it, it'll be like a few days have passed, and then we're, we're like off the ship anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just got this thing working. Okay. So Aslo, I explain my idea. Aslo, what if I made a clockwork toy able to peel potatoes? That's a great idea, Tokus. Yeah. Keep peeling. Okay. <laughs> I don't want us to get in trouble for, for underworking on our, especially not on our first day on the job. Yep. First impressions are everything. I begrudgingly save all the potato skins because I think they're going to not like share the rations with us. I'm like hiding the potato skins in my pockets <laughs> and in my bag with my sugar. Aslo and Shaba, you want to each give me another constitution check? Okay. 16. Ooh, natural 20. Hey. Yeah, found your sea legs after all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just had to readjust. Okay, so you, after you've been out for about an hour or so, you both start to feel a little bit more okay with the swaying and everything, but you still have kind of the leftover nausea from before. Once I'm done swabbing the deck front to back, then I naturally go back to front to clean up all the vomit that I missed the first time. <laughs> Uh, you're feeling physically all right up on the deck now, even if you don't really like being there. Yeah, I'm kind of beginning to be like, oh, maybe I was making a bigger deal out of this than I needed to. Maybe this isn't so bad. It's kind of nice being out here under the open sky with the breeze 
flowing through my non-hair that I don't have. Flowing through your nubs? <laughs> yeah, flowing through my nubs. Thane, I have a question about the ships. So, like, some of those old-timey ships didn't have, like, the stuff in between the planks. So as Shaba's been, like, swabbing and vomiting, like, how nice is this ship? Does it have, like, <laughs> are there does it gaps have the stuff? In the wood? Yeah, are there gaps in the planks, or, like, are those sealed? <laughs> no, it's sealed and caulked. Okay. I was going to say, because, like, we're like, oh, it's raining. <laughs> what's, what's that? <laughs> what's that, Aslo? You feel something? <laughs> uh, it's a nicer ship. That's, that's good. That's probably for the best. No, nobody finds out that he's, like, puking all over the place. Actually, I wanted to, there's something I wanted to do. Now that I'm feeling better, I'm starting to get curious. So whenever I find a moment where like nobody's really looking at me or watching me, I'm going to go below and I just want to get a quick visual on the cargo hold. I want to see like how much stuff is there, what types of stuff as far as like sacks, barrels, crates, and how many of each there are. So I can just take a quick metal note of what we're dealing with as far as, like... I know it probably won't matter until we're on our way back, but this is the kind of stuff that we sort of want to keep track of, given our role on this voyage. I mean, you're going to be seen, aren't you? I mean, maybe, but all I'll be doing is just looking at into the cargo hold. Like, I'm not doing anything weird. It's a small enough ship that, at any given moment, someone will always be able to see you and probably mm-hmm. be facing you. Yeah, so I'll have the mop in my hand and, like, pretend to be, like, doing the stairs or whatever. Like, while I'm going down to take a look. Okay. So no one pays too much attention to you at the moment. And you go down and you see the cargo hold has another door leading to it, trap door from the uh, crew's cabin. Mm. Another trap door and stairs going down, and it's full of mostly large wooden crates. Uh, There's a few barrels here and there, but that's about it. Crates and barrels. Okay, I try to get basically like a round number, a uh, just a ballpark figure of like how many I think there are, and then I'll go back up on deck. And... Okay, so you'd guess probably three dozen or so crates and maybe okay. a couple dozen barrels. All right. That's in the main cargo like shipping area. There's also a separate cargo area for food and supplies. Oh, okay. But that's for like the crew, right? Yeah, and to get to there, you would have to pass through the kitchen where the other two are working. Oh, okay. I telepathically communicate to them to go check out that room. How tightly are we being um, supervised, Aslo and myself? Is he, like, watching us as we peel? He watches you for the first few, occasionally reprimanding you for something where you cut off too big a chunk of potato. and says, no, we could use that. Don't be wasteful. (laughs) But after ten minutes or so, he's not really paying too much attention. He just occasionally glances over to see how far you're coming. Are we, like, good potato peelers, or are we, like, taking on... Like, is he, like, you guys are slow, like, <laughs> how good at p- peeling potatoes are we? Do you, either of you take profession chef? No. I didn't take profession potato peeler. <laughs> uh, give me a dexterity check. Sleight of hand checks. I got a nine. Thirteen. Okay, so you're both about average as far as potato peeling. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, he's not complaining about it to you, but he's not complimenting you either. It's about as good as you can hope for, I think. Right. If we're too good at peeling the potatoes, like we'll do it more. Yeah. He'll be like, "Oh, here you go. Here's like five more bags." You're just working your way through one bag now, since it's just for today's meals and maybe tomorrow. 
Yeah, while we're doing that, I just kind of want to take stock of the galley area and just sort of look around, um, get a feel for it, see what kind of food is around, what tools, the the layout of the room, and, and that kind of a thing. Okay, while you do that, I carve like a small like snowman out of one of the potatoes. <laughs> despite despite maybe getting in trouble for it, I, like make a face. You're like so completely bored, you like have to do something. I, I'm so bored, I start making things out of like, like weirder things start happening. Like I start like <laughs> prototyping designs out of the potatoes. You're like little mutants. <laughs> yeah, you're making 3D models. Yeah, 3D models out of my potatoes and <laughs> I'm very, very bored. They make a stew and like the crew is scooping up spoonfuls and like... There's little people. Why does my models. potato look like a troll? <laughs> Anton notices you carving something strange into one of the potatoes. Like, what are you doing, man? Well, this one had some really weird uh, bumps, so I tried to like cut the bumps. Out. This potato was going bad, so like it just happened to be the shape of a troll. <laughs> I don't know why the bumps and the. I'm not sure why. I, I'm trying to explain, but he he probably doesn't buy it. <laughs> not at all. My communication skills suck. Just stick to normal peeling. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And um, Aslo. I, I keep doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just like I wait a few potatoes and I just keep I start doing it again. The whole time he's like scheming. I can't wait till the third potato. Well, no, I start to hide them on the back of the potato, so it looks like a normal potato on this side, but like on the back, it's like a totem pole. Yeah, you turn it away from him, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Aslo, you look around. You see the galley is equipped with several knives, cauldrons. Of particular interest, there's actually, like, an oven back here, built out of stones and... Clay, probably, right? Yeah, stones and clay, a little bit of brickwork in there, too. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the oven's kind of built into the wall and probably has a chimney going up. Okay. As far as food, you can't really see any of it here. You'd have to go down below the galley to get to the food. Okay. It takes you about an hour to get through everything. Once you finish up, Anton goes over and inspects the pile of potatoes and occasionally shakes his head as he looks at whatever carvings <laughs> Tokus has done. He's like, hey, actually, this one's really good. <laughs> it's like, what if, what if it's like Anton, like I've carved Anton's likeness <laughs> out of face into a potato? It's like a perfect likeness. It's, yeah, it's like exactly like your face. He like flips one of the potatoes slowly and it's like a mirror image of his face. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He just shakes his head and <laughs> says that I don't really need any more help with the food for now. Feel free to go up on deck as long as you don't get in anyone else's way. <laughs> yeah, you've helped quite enough. Let, let me know if you need someone to peel potatoes again. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, so you said there was a separate storage area from the one that Shaba checked out? Behind the galley, yeah. Okay. Almost like a pantry, right? Basically. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll ask Anton if I can poke my head in there. I just want to kind of get a lay of the land or of the ship in this case, and I start walking over. I'll probably have you pulling out food for me later on, so I guess it's a good idea to get yourselves familiar with where things are. Yeah, ask him to give you the tour. That's true, I could. Um, yeah, I just sort of want to poke, open the door, poke my head in, uh, and yeah, take take scope of what's in there. Is it all just food, basically? Yeah, you can tell there's like sacks of flour and lots of vegetables. Some oranges to keep scurvy away. <laughs> Jars of preserves. Some smoked meats, perhaps, hanging. Yeah, there's a few dried fruits, some jerky and other things. 
seems like it's all just non-perishable food for the most part. Alrighty. So I'll go back to Tokus and say, should we head upstairs and see how Shaba's doing? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about him. You saw how shaky he was. Yeah. I wonder if he's already fallen overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No one sounded the alarm? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, they, they don't like us. Who would? Yeah. They wouldn't do man overboard for, for Shaba. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, good. <laughs> Let's go find out. Okay, so you head out on deck, and you see Shaba there. He's mopping something right around the middle of the deck at the moment. I'm, I'm on my fourth sweep. <laughs> Have you, like, exchanged the water, or are you still using the same, like... <laughs> yeah, like is just, it, like, half salt water, yeah, half vomit still using at this the point? Same. No, I've, I've changed it out a few times. Yeah, you've Several had to times. probably replace it, just run out of water by yeah. throwing it on the deck. As you walk toward me, I'm like, well, watch your step there. I threw up there 45 minutes ago. It's a bad spot. So it's going well up here, I take it. Uh, better now. Thank you. Uh, Good. How have things been down there underneath the deck? Just fine. We, uh, we're just helping uh, prepare some culinary delights for the crew. Oh, yeah, of course you guys get the good jobs. <laughs> yeah, I made, I made the most of it. I reach into my, my, my bag and I pull out, like, a potato skin that has Shaba's likeness carved into it. <laughs> and I hand it to you. Wow, for me? And I say, cherish this always. I will. And it's just, like, obviously just like a, like a slimy, disgusting potato peeling. I'll treasure it forever. <laughs> Never lose this. <laughs> I won't. And I, I don't have any pockets, so I just, like, tuck it into my tunic so it's resting against my chest. <laughs> like the slot, just use the sliminess of it to just yeah. kind of stick it to your chest. I'll keep it right next to my heart where it belongs. Oh, thanks, friend. Means a lot to me. And then three days from now, when it's all covered in mold, yeah. And... Yep. Yep. So you can see at this point, you're probably about seven or eight miles from shore. You're sailing not directly away from the land, but at an angle. Since this is a bay, you're just taking a shortcut. Let me give you an overview of who you see on deck as well. Now that you're all up there to look. So you see the captain, uh, another man next to him, tall and sunburned, lots of scars on his arms, looking over everything that's going on and exchanging words with the captain every once in a while. Maybe the first mate, I'm guessing. Possibly. There's someone at the helm in his early 30s with especially thick biceps. He has a shaved head, missing one of his front teeth, and he wears an open vest and loose pants with a knife. Uh, his ship is not run with the typical wheel that you think of. He has the whip staff instead, if you know what that is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's basically, he's holding onto a stick that he can turn, uh, move okay. it left to the right and tilt it, and it'll control the rudder. Okay. Uh, cool. And so he's just sitting on deck with an overhang above him. Isn't that normally for smaller ships? So this isn't a huge... It's not a huge ship. It's medium-sized. Okay. This is probably pushing the size limit for where you'd see that. Yeah, I was going to say that's normally a much smaller vessel. So, is this like a custom-made ship? Because you normally wouldn't have that. It might be that, or it might be a technology thing. It might just be, it, you don't really need a wheel. I think Thane's just trying to tell us that this is a really unique ship. Well, none of you are very familiar with ships in character, so... Oh, that's true. That's Maybe true. he just likes windstaffs. <laughs> Whipstaffs. <laughs> Whipstaffs. <laughs> so the man steering is occasionally addressed by... Another crew member, one of the older ones, probably in his 40s, is thin and bony, who seems to be uh, giving him directions and telling him to turn left, right, whatever. Uh, He wears an old military-looking uniform that has seen far too many years of use. Yeah, I wonder how many of these guys uh, have fought, like, in the various wars that have happened. 
There's also the bosun out here, and then three others. There's one in the crow's nest who's actually an elf, wearing a wide-brimmed hat with a spyglass hanging around his neck. There's a dwarf as well, his well-chiseled muscles and his beard tied and tucked into his belt. (laughs) And the last one is a teenager running around and handling all the ropes, climbing up and down the rigging and so forth. Hmm, okay. So if there's anyone in particular that you wanted to talk to or deal with, that's everyone on board. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we should maybe not... The word isn't necessarily interrogate, but I kind of nudge at Aslo like, what what about that guy, the guy who's steering? Because we kind of got a nice description of him. And, you know, if we were playing Clue, you know, I would say it's Colonel Mustard with the... (laughs) What was on his side? He had a dagger? He had a dagger. Yeah, Colonel Mustard with the dagger on the deck. A couple of the crew members are armed. I just shortened some of the descriptions because I thought it was getting a little too long there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if almost all sailors carried daggers with them. Uh, so my next question was, do we know how long this trip is, did they say? Before you left, yes, Elmar Veckling told you that it would be not more than a week or two at most. Do we know if that meant uh, return there and back, round trip? I believe he implied that was round trip. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. This is a one-way trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, okay, so I assume we're all like standing together on the deck of the ship then? Mm. Yeah, you could maybe help him mop while you're. Getting... Are there other mops for them to take? I'll I'll pick up the bucket and carry it around behind you. I find a toothbrush because that's like mop sized. Yeah. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I say, sort of again, hush tones. Do we have any reason to suspect anyone on the ship so far? Have you, Shaba? Did you get a chance to talk to anyone? Nope. Nobody really talked to me. They just like watched me, and I didn't really talk to anybody because I wasn't feeling up to it. For a large portion of this uh, past hour, or however long it's been. Uh, so no, nobody looks particularly suspicious. Mm. Everybody just looks like they're going around doing their jobs. Okay. Uh, hey, have, have either of you had a chance to uh, check out any other parts of the ship yet? I checked out the front and the back and all the spots between those two places, but okay. n- otherwise, no. Okay. You didn't take a peek at the cargo hold? I feel like you would have had a good view of that from up... Above. Yeah, I did, and I went down the stairs too and looked at it from there. What'd you What'd you find? There's a lot of cargo in there. Huh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Nothing more specific. Shabba. Uh there. I saw boxes. I saw bags. I saw crates. You didn't see any bags. And okay, just boxes, crates, and barrels. A lot of them. There were about three dozen uh, crates. crates, and then two dozen barrels. One dozen mm-hmm. barrels. Two. Two dozen. Oh, okay. Right, so you're thinking if that changes during the journey, we'll know. Mm-hmm. Good call, Shaba. Again, I'm I'm not sure how anyone would make an entire ship's worth of cargo disappear, but I think we should be keeping an eye on people to see if, uh, if anyone looks suspicious or does anything suspicious. Well, it's not even if they look suspicious. We should look for any crew members that might have a magical affinity. Hmm, that's a good point. Right, any strange objects that are on their person besides just like a regular knife um i count nine crew members aside from us does that look right to you guys yes including the captain so there's a dozen of us hmm. tokus do you know anything about how ships work and the sciency stuff behind it oh, of course i thought you'd never ask and then we have like another 30 minute discussion where i try to explain buoyancy <laughs> and center I, of gravity. I cut you off right oh, away okay. I'm like, no 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 i don't i don't need uh, a lecture I, I'm just saying, why don't you 
scout around. Why don't you check things out? See if there are any, I don't know, trap doors or, you know, check the rigging to make sure that it's all safe. And Sure, I can look into that. My character's really adept at, like, history. Could I do a history check of the ship? But I don't know if, what my knowledge of... I was trying to look whether there were any, like, skills. Like, there used to be, like, knowledge engineering. That used right. to be an actual skill, but I don't see anything in 5th edition that's similar to that. I think it would just be straight intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, intelligence or investigation, maybe. Hmm. This is my character's highest skill, believe it or not. <laughs> investigation? Well, that's what you're doing. No, intelligence. Oh, okay. Well, if you go around looking at the ship, that's exactly what you're doing, is investigating. I, I, yeah, I do have a plus three investigation. So sh- can I, might I investigate the ship? Yeah, make your investigation. All right, cool. I'm going to go <laughs> check it out. I'm super curious about ships, and uh, maybe I break something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Sounds like fun. If I break something, I get to fix it, though, so that's not True. a bad thing. So I just go around touching things. Like, I'm touching, I'm, like, <laughs> fiddling with all the little doohickeys and the the knots and the... The wheels. <laughs> well, I got a nine. Total? Yeah, mm-hmm. six plus three. <laughs> so you spend a while, like a good hour up on deck looking around at things. You know the, a lot of the theory behind floating and sails and such, but... But I've never seen like a big ship up close, right? This is like my first time. Yeah, you don't really know anything about real ships. No practical knowledge. You get a general idea of which ropes are tied to which sails and how they might affect things. Mm-hmm, like the wind and... Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that you have now a general understanding of how the sails work. As far as anything unusual about the ship, you don't really notice anything. All right, so I'm going to relay this to the guys. Guys, you wouldn't believe this. This whole thing, like, it works by wind power. <laughs> Think about it, wind power. So what if, what, what if we built, like, something like this... But it was able to go over sand, and then we used the wind, and, like, we could, like, ride over the sand. <laughs> or even better, if we created some sort of, like, floating device, right? And then put these things on it, these, these sails, as the sailors are called them. What if we could, like, fly and sail the air? <laughs> like a flying ship. Airships are a known thing in this world, remember? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's you weren't true. there for the world-building session? the world-building session, yeah. Airships were, like, something almost passed down from legend that they used to have back when the Emperor ruled the entire world before it was, like, Mm -hmm. splintered into all these kingdoms. But but they don't exist right now. But nobody really in modern times has exactly seen one, as Mm -hmm. far as we know. There are rumors that there are some airships that have been seen, but you haven't personally Mm -hmm. seen them, you don't know. So are they, like, this is out of character, but are they, like, hydrogen or helium, like, are they helium? Like, do they float? Are they, like, zeppelins? It's a mixture of magical and mechanical and things yeah. that, that make them work. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of like Final Fantasy style. Maybe we'll get to see one. <laughs> That's cool. Let's go. All right, back in character. I will just go ahead and make a perception check on everyone that I can see. Just look around and see if uh, I notice anyone doing anything weird, carrying any strange objects. You know, like whispering to other people, anything like that. And I got a 15 on my perception. Okay. The only items of interest... I already said the spyglass around the lookout's neck. Mm, right. It's probably the most expensive thing on board that you spot. It's probably worth more than the whole ship. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but close. So the dwarf has a bunch of tools hanging from his belt that you might not necessarily expect to see on a ship. He's got hammer and saw and... So he's a blacksmith, or...? Maybe more like a carpenter. 
Ah. Fix fix beams and you know those the pieces of wood that hold up the sails. Masts. The masts. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that Brian has not done much sailing this day. You note that the one who occasionally talks to the helmsman also has a scroll cases hanging from his belt. Ooh. The older crew member. Yes. Older one in the military uniform. The guy who's giving directions to the man at the helm. Sounds magical to me. Yeah. And actually, can you make a history check? Oh, me. Okay. Sorry. Uh, That would be a two. (laughs) Okay. So you don't know where that military (laughs) uniform comes from. I went to Bard's College. Doesn't mean I learned much in history class. Um, so I would assume that we sort of whisper to each other the things that we notice. I point out the scroll cases hanging from his, his belt or whatever and say, I think there's a chance that that guy might be a, a spellcaster like you mentioned, Tokus. A magic wielder? Why is he a sailor on a ship? Would I know what that uniform is? Yeah, I make a check for that. Okay, so that's a history check? Yeah. Okay. I will check out that guy's uniform. It is 12 plus 3. 15. It looks like some of the styles that were used in some of the northern countries, hmm. but it's out of date by a good 30 years. So, like, specifically, I can tell that it's, like, northern because it's got, like, the whole, like, fur or, like, parka thing going on, or... A lot of the countries in the northern section near Ormog have similar styles. Hmm. Okay, I make note of that and reveal that to my colleagues. I think that guy's from the north, maybe the north military. Hmm. Or what if he's a pirate and he stole it from a dead military guy that he killed? (laughs) 30 years ago. Well, these guys aren't pirates. These are traitors, right? Oh, yeah. He could have ex-pirate. Yeah. You never know. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, though. It's our job to jump to conclusions, Aslo. That's right. That's what we're being paid to do. To accuse people without proper evidence of their guilt. (laughs) 